Hi, this is Mike Herbster from Southland Christian Ministries, and welcome to the Southland Podcast. Today, we thought you might enjoy hearing the Bobby story from Pastor Kurt Skelly. We know all the campers enjoyed that, the times that he's been to camp, so we'd like to share it here on the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Camp is a, camp is kind of a bittersweet time for me. Uh, sweet because so many great decisions are made at camp. Bitter because one of the, one of one of my most uh, trying moments happened at camp many many years ago. Let me tell you about a an experience I had at camp many many years ago when I was just a a young Christian school teacher back in the early 1990s, I was asked to preach at a camp in New Hampshire. Now, this is not the wilds of New England. This is just a, this was a little run-of-the-mill camp. Matter of fact, the church rented the camp. There there were absolutely no facilities. I mean, there there wasn't a swimming pool. Oh, there was a swimming pool, but no one had swum in it for like, swum, is swum a word? A swim, swam, swum. Nobody had been in it for like 20 years. And so it wasn't, wasn't working. They, they, they called one building the gymnasium, but honestly, it was about the size of this platform, four walls, no lines, just kind of like a big cage where people went in and sweated and smelled and beat, beat each other up. I mean, that was it. Uh, the, 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 the dorms were not dorms. They were just kind of shacks. I mean, there was nothing there. It was just a, a hole-in-the-wall place on the top of a New Hampshire mountain. So we had to come up with all of our own games. I mean, we, had just, we just made games up. One game that week, no lie, one game that week, who can hold the electric fence the longest? That was a game. We, we had this kid, Louie, he was immune to electricity. I mean, he could hold it like that. I mean, you could put a light bulb in his ear. I mean, he just would hold it like that. Everyone, I mean, I'd touch it, go, ah, you know, but uh, that was a game. Who could hold the electric fence the, lo- the longest? Had all kinds of crazy games. And honestly, you know, uh, camp is what you make it. It's what you make it. You know, I, my philosophy when I was a youth pastor was, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to bring fun to us. We bring fun to you. I mean, we'd go to youth activities. Sometimes we'd go to these youth activities hosted by these or some other churches. And sometimes they were just downright bad. You know, like, I mean, the the skits were bad. The games were bad. But guess what? We never knew. You know why? Because we brought the fun with us. I mean, we just came in. We just decided we're going to laugh when we're supposed to laugh. We're going to sing when we're supposed to sing. We're going to respond when we're supposed to respond. We'd sit down in the front row. We just had a time. And so that's the way it was at this camp. We went to this camp. We just decided we're going to have a time. So we're, 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 we're brainstorming, uh, what game can we play at this camp? So, well, one person said, hide and go seek. I said, hide and go seek. I mean, come on, that's what five-year-olds play. I said, great idea. Uh, so we're, we're gonna give it a different name though, because hide and go seek just sounds like juvenile. We're gonna give it a, a, a cool name. So here's what we called it. We called it Capture the Camper. And here were the rules. Now, looking back on it, I was crazy. What was I thinking, okay? But here are the rules. Okay, it's on top of a mountain. There's an electric fence. We already talked about that. Electric fence on one side of the property. There's a field on the other side. There's a dirt road on the third side. And then there's a a stream uh, 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 on the fourth side. So about two acres of woods. You got a stream. You've got the field. You got the fence. You got the road. And two acres of thick New Hampshire woods. Here was our plan. 
all the counselors are going to cloister themselves away in the little gymnasium. Okay, we're gonna give 20 minutes for every camper to run out in the field, or right, right, I'm sorry, run out in the woods and hide. How dumb was that? You know, girls, guys, dogs, cats. I mean, just go, lions, tigers, bears. Oh my. I mean, there they were. I mean, so we just let them. Well, I'm telling you, that first night, we, did, we sounded the horn. We gave them 20 minutes, and man, they ran out. Of course, it wasn't hard finding the, the junior high girls because they all hid together because they were so scared. <laughs> you know, they hid by one tree next to the gym. We found them. But I mean, some guys, honestly, were unbelievable. How many of you guys think, you know what? You would not find me, okay? I'm telling you. And th- I, th- we had some guys in our youth group. They were really, really good. We had this one kid, Jeremy. He went down. Now listen, it's New Hampshire. It's like 50 degrees at night. He went down. He hid in the river with the straw, okay? We found him. We just followed the gurgling sounds. What we found. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we had guys, and we had like ninja guys. It was crazy, okay? But the bottom line is we found almost every camper. There might have been 40 campers, maybe 50 campers there. We found almost everyone, only a couple we didn't find. It was a great game. As a matter of fact, it was such a great game that we decided we'd play the next night and reverse it. So the next night it was capture the counselor. So we hid, the counselor, about 20 of us, and all the campers uh, stayed in the gym. After 20 minutes, they'd go out and look for 20 minutes. You had 20 minutes. At the end of 20 minutes, you sound the horn. Whoever was not found, you know, you get a point for your team. So we went out, and listen, I, I can't remember the very first year where I hid, but nobody found me. I was like, I was so proud of myself. I mean, I, nobody found me. Of course, in those days, I weighed like, you know, 72 pounds. I just stood up and I was a, you know, I, I faked like I was a bamboo stick, you know. But uh, it was great. So we played that game. Listen, we played that game every year. And every year, it was the best, the, the most fun game. Every year. We did that camp, I think, four, maybe five years. Well, then God called the Skelly family to go to Pennsylvania. So we left Connecticut. I'm no longer going to do that camp. I'm saying goodbye to that camp forever. So we're going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, I'm talking to my teenagers at our church in Pennsylvania, just like I'm talking to you. And I'm telling them about this game. And I'm telling them about this camp. And they're thinking, man, this camp is the greatest camp in the whole world. Now, it wasn't. It was a horrible camp, okay? But we just had a lot of fun. So they were begging me, Pastor Skelly, Pastor Skelly, Pastor Skelly, we got to go to that camp. We got to go to that camp. So finally, I relented and said, okay, you know what? We're going we're gonna to go to that camp. So we, we loaded up vans and cars and, and uh, minibuses. And we took all of our teenagers one year to go to this camp because they all wanted to experience this camp that I had talked about all these years. Well, there's a little church near us in Pennsylvania. And the pastor was a good friend of mine. And the pastor called me and said, hey, what are you doing for camp this summer? I said, well, you know, we normally go to a camp. I said, but this summer we're doing our own camp. He said, man, can I go with you? I said, sure, yeah, it'd be great. I said, how many teenagers do you have? Oh, I, we just have a small group, maybe 15 teenagers. I said, that'd be great, sure. I said, now you have to get, your, get there yourself and uh, you know, no problem, we'll follow you, great. And that's when I met him. See, there's something strange about junior high boys. Now, if you're a junior high boy, I'm sorry, you're gonna grow out of this, I'm just saying, okay? Junior high boys are in, I don't believe in evolution, 
I don't, okay? But if I did, junior high boys would be a great example, all right? Because they're not quite children anymore. You know, like when they were in sixth grade, a junior high boy was singing soprano in the church choir, okay? In eighth grade, he's singing bass in the church choir. In seventh grade, his voice sounds like it's stuck between radio stations. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like verbal static. It's like, ah, ah. And that's about how intelligent it is. Ah. It's like, shut up, ah. And those of you that are going home, the San Antonio group tonight, all night, ah. Throw them out the window. I'm just telling you right now. Don't wait until Dallas, just do it now, okay? So they've got that voice. And then the other thing, they're, they're kind of like puppies, but they're not as cute and they're not as smart. Okay, like puppies, you know a puppy's gonna be a big dog when it has big paws, okay? That's like a junior high boy. Here's a, a junior high boy, he's four foot nine, but his, his shoe size is like 15. Have you ever noticed that? He's walking around like he's on, you know, cross country skis, you know, he's walking like that. So th- this junior high boy in this group, he had that voice, he had those feet, okay? And then junior high boys, it's like their body grows disproportionately. Okay, so, so it's like their, their, their body is still the size of like a, a second grader, okay? But their teeth are like adult-sized teeth. So it makes them kind of look like a human beaver. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, get these big teeth. Well, that was Bobby. This, this kid, Bobby, was in his youth, and he had the here. faster scaling, faster scaling, faster scaling. Shut up, Bobby! I don't even know you. I don't even like you. Pastor Stanley, Pastor. That's what it was. And, and like every time I'd turn around, there he'd be. I don't care. What, McDonald's, you know, the restroom. I mean, I don't care where it was. Pastor Stanley. A little privacy now, Bobby, okay, please. Pastor Stanley. I mean, I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know, can you pass that? No, Bobby, Okay. So we went to this camp, and, and, and I'm telling you, Bobby didn't have one spiritual bone in his body. You guys have done a tremendous job listening to the messages. I mean, you've been great, okay? Bobby, I'm telling you, there was something about the Bible that was like a sleeping pill to him. As soon as a verse was quoted, as soon as a verse was read, he'd go, ah, ah, he'd just fall asleep. Bobby, wake up! So, I mean, we're just, what, what in the world? So that Tuesday night, I announce that we're going to have this game, and then I talk trash. I said, now, guys, we're going to do Capture the Camper tonight. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to play Capture the Council. Now, listen, guys, you're not going to find me. I've done this game. I'm a professional. I know all the best hiding places. Uh, I've been here. I know these woods like the back of my hand. You're not going to find me. I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to find me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When I said that, some little spark went off in Bobby's brain, if indeed there was a brain there. It was almost like he was like, Pastor Skelly. <laughs> I'm going to be the one that finds you. <laughs> I'm going to find you. And I'm like, oh, man. It kind of made me a little bit nervous. Like this kid, it's, it's like the crazy chipmunk, you know? So I, I just ignored him because that's basically what you tried to do with Bobby. Well, the next day 
It's uh, after lunch. All the campers are supposed to be in their game time. I'm, I'm sitting on this rock, this big rock over by the speaker cabin. And we had, we had clearly delineated the rules. The rules were that no camper was supposed to be in that area. All campers were supposed to be in designated areas. And at that time, all of them were supposed to be at the game time. So there I am sitting with the special speaker. I think there was one of the council there. We're just sitting there talking. And guess who's there? Bobby. He's just sitting there looking at me. And, and you know, you try to be normal, but you look back and here's the, you know, looking at, he's like, Pastor, Pastor Skelly, Pastor Skelly, Pastor. What, Bobby? Remember what you said last night about the, about the game? Yes, Bobby. Well, I'm going to find you, Bobby. I, I, I'm a pastor's guy. I'm going to find you. I am. Well, have you ever said something like really, 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 really stupid? And that as soon as you said it, you wish that your words were like objects that you could grab and stuff back into your big, fat, stupid mouth? Okay? Okay? Well, that happened at that moment. Okay? I was so sick and tired of Bobby that I looked at him and I said, Bobby, listen, you are not going to find me. And Bobby, if you find me, if you find me, then I'm going to give you permission to shave my head. I was reaching for the words, but uh, it was too late. No, those words had already wafted into the earwax-filled ears of Bobby. They had gone down the grimy canal that had never seen a Q-tip. They had alighted upon the pea-sized brain. They had, now, they had now come to full cognition in his brain. He began to have that glazed-over look. <laughs> oh, Pastor Skelly, I am going to find you. And when I do, I'm going to shave your head. <laughs> I'm telling you what, it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't even know what that is. Bobby, go, go back to the game. Get, get out of here. And I thought, man, Matt, what did I say? I mean, back in those days, I mean, I know my hair kind of now looks a little bit like a Chia Pet doll. I know that, okay? I appreciate that. But back in those days, it was long and wavy. It was over my ears. I mean, I was fundamental. But I mean, I'm just telling you, I had the big comb over going. It was, I mean, it was nice. I could not picture myself shaved. No, 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 no. So I said to the, the evangelist, I said, listen, you gotta help me. I mean, you gotta help me. Bobby cannot find, we gotta find a hiding place right now. So Bobby went off to play in the game. And so the evangelist and I, we went out into the woods. I said, well, I've gotta find a place. So we're looking everywhere. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking here, I'm looking there. I'm looking at all my old familiar places, but I'm thinking, oh man, none of them look good all of a sudden. Until finally, I went down to the corner of the property and there was a well-foliaged tree, okay? So lean over to the blonde girl and tell her that means it had a lot of leaves, okay? And so, oh. And so anyway, I found that tree. I thought, you know, here's my philosophy. If I can climb that tree high enough, it's got all these leaves. There's no way he'll find me. So I did a test run. So I started to climb the tree. Man, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing. I mean, I'm up there. I mean, I got the, I got the oxygen mask on now. I'm climbing. There's Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm climbing, I'm climbing. I'm up to the place in the tree where it's just like that skinny. And I'm just going like this. Woo. And so I shout down to the evangelist. I said, can you see me? And I waited for the sound waves to get down there. He's down there. He said, 
no! I waited for the sound waves to get up and I'm like, man, it's the middle of the day. He knows I'm in the tree and he can't see me. This is perfect. This is the perfect hiding place. I'm good. And so I, I went back to, to the dinner that night feeling good, feeling proud of myself. I mean, it's good. Bobby will never find me. That night in the service, we had the service and the game would be after the service late at night. And Bobby, you know, sure enough, the preaching started. He falls asleep. And, and then uh, when the preaching's getting near an end and, and we have the invitation, we start making some announcements. Uh, I, I, I realize that I feel something on the back of my head and it's Bobby staring at me. So when, when, the, when the one counselor's making the announcements, I'm sitting here on the front row and I can, I can feel this. I look back and there's Bobby. Everyone's looking at the guy making announcements. Bobby's looking at me. <laughs> so I'm gonna find you, Pastor Skelly. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm gonna shave your head. Man, I'm telling you. I mean, I was just shaking. So that night after, after the service, I decided I am not taking any chances. I went back to my room. I put on black sweatpants. I put on a black hoodie sweatshirt. I put on my black uh, Nike uh, tennis shoes. They had a white swoosh. I took electric tape, black tape, and put it over the, the, the swoosh. So I mean, I am like totally like ninja, okay? I put another man's black gym shorts over my head. That was not wise, okay? But I did. So I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I am ready to go. And then I made sure every single teenager was in that gym. Okay, I want one, two, three. I want all of you in here. No cheaters. Bobby, make sure you're in here. <laughs> I mean, there he was. He'll throw him some raw meat. <laughs> there he was. So I waited, shut the door, sound the horn. And now we have 20 minutes to hide. So man, I chug it. I'm chugging down to that corner, to that, right down to the corner by the dirt road and by the river. I go right down to that tree. Sure enough, I shimmy up that tree as quickly as I can. I get all the way to the top. And I mean, I'm up there in five minutes. And so now I'm just kind of holding onto the tree, just gently swaying in the breeze. And it was kind of nice. It was quiet. There's no, there's no artificial light. The stars are there. It was beautiful. I mean, there I was. It was just, it was awesome. So I'm just waiting. I'm just kind of waiting. It's like the calm before the storm. I'm thinking there is no possible way that Bobby's gonna find me. There's no way. There's no way. So sure enough, about 15 minutes later, and the horn sounds. And now from my vantage point on top of the entire thing, I can actually see now as the door opens because everyone has a flashlight. Right? So it looks like a bunch of fireflies. They come out and the flashlights are going. It was like, it was, that's kind of awesome. I can like see everything unfolding. Well, here's what happened. I'm up in that tree. I've got my hiding place. I'm good. But then I notice that two of those flashlights, instead of just going randomly looking, they're coming directly at me. Two of them. And I'm thinking, what, 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 what? And then it hit me. Then it hit me. Yeah, of course. The evangelist... He gave me up. The evangelist, he turned me in. There, 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 I, I got the, how, how can I not think of that? Of course he wants to see my head shaved. Of course he wants to see, that. he told, he told, I'm like, oh man, I'm dead. I am dead. I, I thought, well, you know, I could actually kill myself and then maybe my head wouldn't be shaved. I thought, no, that would be too extreme. I thought, what, what am I gonna do? So these flashlights are coming closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, oh no. 
They finally get right by the tree and they start shining right up in my tree in the corner. I thought, man, this is so unfair. But then I put the voice with the flashlight and I realized it wasn't Bobby at all. No, no, no. It were just two girls that decided that they would start their search by coming down to the corner of the property, start there and work their way out. And so they're shining their light up in my tree, but they, they see nothing. They're shining the light like literally right at me, but there's no way for the light beams to get through. I mean, I am totally safe. I mean, I was so safe. I just wanted to shout, amen, but I didn't because I didn't want to give away my position. I, I, I just, uh, I, I, I literally relaxed. My heart went back to a normal heart rate. I mean, I just start breathing normally. I start thinking good thoughts. I'm just there. It's all good. All I have to do is hold on for another 18 minutes and I will save my head. That's all I have to do. And so while I'm sitting there in the tree, behaving myself, enjoying God's creation from off in the distance, I hear this. Pastor Skelly, where are you? I know you're out here somewhere. I'm going to find you, Pastor Skelly. When I do, I'm going to shave every follicle of hair on your scruffy-looking head. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I started, like, I started having flashbacks of, like, all the bad movies I had seen growing up. Really bad movies that my parents never should have let me watch. Movies like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The child catcher. Remember? Ice cream. Lollipops. Hot fudge. All free today. I'm like, oh. Man, I was like, man. I started thinking about all the bad books I'd ever read. Like the telltale heart. Bump, bump. Bump, bump. My heart is beating. I'm thinking everyone can hear it. The whole, the whole state can hear my, my heart. Bump, bump, bump. Stop, stop beating. What? That wouldn't work. Bah! I'm like, what in the world? And then in the distance, I hear Bobby. And listen, I'm not kidding you. Here's what he's saying. He's saying irrational things. Bobby's saying things like, where are you, Pastor Skelly? Mm, are you under that pine cone? And then I, I, I looked and I, I realized that, that all the, the flashlights were behaving normally. Like you were, when you would search, you would sweep like this and sweep like this. But one flashlight looked like it was a mosquito on steroids. <laughs> and sure enough, that flashlight was bombing. And one girl said, Bobby, give me that flashlight. He's a stinking thief. He had another girl's flashlight. Oh, no. Oh, this flashlight's going to help me find Pastor Skelly. And when it does, we're going to shave his head. <laughs> oh, my. I started making deals with God. Oh, God. I confess everything I've ever done. I'm sorry for picking on my brother. I'm sorry for taking two bowls of cereal when I'm supposed to only have one. Oh, I'll be a missionary in China. Please save my hair. Slowly inexorably, 
step by step, I watched that flashlight. Oh, it was erratic, but it's coming right toward me. Closer and closer and closer and closer. I'm like, where's the horn? Where's the bell? Come on, who's keeping the clock? Listen, closer, 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 until finally, Bobby is right under the tree. And then I realized my Achilles heel. No, there's no leaves up the trunk. Bobby takes his flashlight, watch this, shines it straight up to the bottom of my white bottom shoes. I'm like, I'm done. Just cut my head off right now. And at that very moment, at that very moment, ready? At that very moment, and the bell rung and my hair was saved and all God's people said, you bunch of filthy liars, you wanted my head to be shaved. (laughs) That's why camp is bittersweet. And that, my friends, is the Bobby story, all right? So you've heard it. My... My, my son, Caleb, t- told me, Dad, never tell the Bobby story until the final night of camp. Because what's going to happen is, and you'll, you'll see it after the service, you'll have about 10 of these junior high guys that will come up to me and say, Pastor Skelly, Pastor Skelly, I'm going to slap you. I'm telling you that right now. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to scratch you. I'm just going to tell you right now. Pastor Skelly, just stop it. 